Welcome to the She Knows Podcast. I'm your host, life and personal development coach, Luisa Kadieche. This podcast is about celebrating the modern day woman as she takes us through her life journey and the lessons she's learned in her areas of expertise. The heart behind She Knows does not reflect a woman who knows it all, but instead represents the woman who knows failure, she knows disappointment, she knows hardship, yet she still chooses to rise and to take her space in society. This podcast will leave you feeling inspired and empowered to live out your purpose and to embrace the essence of who you really are. What's happening, everybody? Another week, another episode. It's your girl, Louisa, here, and you are tuned in to the She Knows podcast. Now, it has been exactly a month since the launch of the She Knows podcast. This is our first episode in September, and I'm extremely excited for today's guest. She is a trailblazer, a pioneer to say the least. Even for me as a podcaster, this woman has really paved the way for many women just like me, And I believe that everybody who is tuned in today is going to learn so much. If you are an entrepreneur or if you're really just human, (laughs) if you are human, just trying to navigate your way around life, this is just the perfect episode for you because we are going to be talking about everything, just absolutely everything. I am going to stop talking and I'm going to introduce her. And I'm going to just allow you guys to listen to all the gems and nuggets that she will be sharing with us today. Today's guest is the voice of marketing in Africa, Lebo Lion. She is the podcast host of the Lessons with Lion podcast, an SMME growth strategist who has transformed over 500 SMMEs. In today's podcast, we discuss the importance of personal development, navigating through failure, and we talk about the key elements of successful marketing for new entrepreneurs. Outside of being the voice of marketing, outside of just the powerhouse that you are, who is Level? Who is Level Lion? Where is she from? What is she about? That question fills me with dread every time (laughs) I'm in an interview. And a lot of people find that really weird. But Mm. I've always found it peculiar when people ask me to talk about myself, you know, Mm. because I'm so enthralled and like focused on the work that I do that I don't think about myself and talking about myself. I know that sounds really Mm. weird, but I really don't. So every time people want to talk to me, I'm just assuming that they just want to know about the work, you know? Yeah. And so I prepare myself to just talk about the work. But what these interviews are teaching is that there's so much value in the person that you are as much as there is value in the work that you do, right? Mm. So it's always important to make sure that you're feeling both that if you have to put time into your work and being great at what you do, you should also put time in, into you and yeah. being more you and living a life that you enjoy, right? So mm-hmm. even though I, I dread that question, I'm actually quite grateful that people are asking me these days because it's teaching me to, to focus more on myself and to understand who I am and know how to talk about that. Um, so to answer your question, <laughs> sorry for taking the long <laughs> way around. <laughs> But yeah, Lebu is somebody who's deeply rooted in uh, family, 
and in community you know um i was raised by two parents entrepreneurial parents who taught us that you know that whatever you do in life has to impact somebody else's life you don't just live for yourself you don't mm. just live for your own needs and desires whatever your needs and desires are they should be able to feed into other people or a community and make yeah. the world a better place right and i genuinely believe in that and mm. so it it just enforces and reinforces my virgoness and in my virgoness i mean that we virgos usually can't tolerate injustice you know we're mm. firmly rooted in the concept that you should get what you work for uh, that merit is is something that should be, exist in society and should be rewarded you know so yeah. i'm that kind of person i believe that if uh, somebody does something there should be a consequence for that thing and it should match what that person puts into it so yeah and i'm also somebody who who loves dogs funnily enough <laughs> same like, girl <laughs> i love dogs every time people ask me what do you what kind of content do you consume the most on Instagram. it's mainly dog pages i'm oh my word. like literally I like never guessed. i know a lot of people <laughs> but i literally that's my favorite thing to do i'm not really overly concerned with like business content or like you know seeing who mm. my competitors are fashion i literally go on to see dog videos pictures of dogs dogs and clothes dogs doing cool things like that's my favorite thing to do on instagram um <laughs> and i'm also a virgo and i and I, I i really i'm rooted in the fact that i'm a virgo so i believe that my star sign directs a lot of the ways that i navigate through society right mm. so i'm signed up to a lot of these astrological apps and i read them every morning <laughs> and i let them guide my energy for the day. I let them guide how I make decisions for the day. I believe in energy more than I believe in logic. Okay. I believe that the things that we don't see are the things that contribute the greatest to our lives and to how we feel. So mm -hmm. a lot of the time I know, especially in my, in my sector and the business sector and the marketing sector, people want you to have facts and proof, you know, uh, why do you think that believing in this feeling is going to make you successful, you know? And it's like, but mm -hmm. sometimes there aren't answers to those things, but I think that my life is a testament to, uh, somebody who lives within the energy that they feel around them and that they they feel within themselves and making that work and making it something real so i believe in energies i work with people based on energies i mm. become friends with people based for me is about energy logic is just a small part of what society is truly made of mm. oh, definitely that's so beautiful because one thing <laughs> i know for sure is that energies don't lie yeah you know like once you have that aura and that connection, it's like, okay, definitely like you can pick up what's happening. I love how you mentioned, like, just adding value to yourself or, or, or feeding yourself, feeding both, you know? And I just kind of want to know, how do you ensure that you are feeding your growth, your personal growth? And um, you speak on value, like, so beautifully. But how are you able to show up for yourself, Um Again, apart from showing up for, for your business, for what you do, being the voice of marketing. I mean, you have, I think, um, a loud voice, especially yeah. on the digital platform. <laughs> <laughs> like, your presence is felt. And yeah. what I see, even in your tweets, is that you're not just talking business. You're talking um, self-development, personal development. And yes. I, I believe that you can only talk from that place once you are also working 
from that yeah. place, living from that place. So how do you go about, you know, adding to yourself, adding um, whatever it is that you, you do? It's very interesting that you mentioned my tweets and how I also talk about personal development. And a lot of the time people will say to me, but like, how do you wake up every morning and you have all of these gems to share, right? And I say to people, guys, it's really not magic. It doesn't require some superhuman, supernatural powers. I literally talk from my experiences. And a lot of people don't actually know that I'm pretty young. I'm 29 years old and Mm. I'm building my life in front of everybody. So I've had other Mm. businesses before that failed and that were successful. I've deliberately decided to build this next venture in front of the world for the world to see. So when I tweet about uh, contracts, when I tweet about friendships, when I tweet about sacrifice, it's because I'm doing it right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's not because it's something that I did before or something that I'm thinking about. It's because I'm doing it right now. And I think that the best advice you can get from anybody is advice that they're giving you based off of experience, you know, Yeah. because then it's real, you know, people can only give advice from experience. Good advice, actually, let me put it this way. So good advice can only be given from a place of experience because then you know what works. Then you know that somebody had the courage to do something and learn from that thing. But Mm -hmm. what I don't necessarily enjoy, and I found it on the social media space especially, is that a lot of people would like to share knowledge that they've never experienced, you know? Mm. So people will say, oh, but I'm following this person or I I signed up for this course or whatever. And I thought it would be great, but I'm not actually getting any value from it. And you Mm. won't because you're getting it from somebody who doesn't actually know what they're talking about because they've never experienced it. So for me, um, my business and my life are one thing. You know, what I learn from my business, I add to my normal life. What yeah. I learn, learn in my normal life, I add to my business because I can't, I don't, I believe that you can't create a successful business if you're not somebody who's uh, comfortable with themselves and confident with themselves and knows themselves, you know? Mm. So f- successful business starts with being a person who's successful at constantly iterating themselves and Mm. assessing themselves and making themselves better or just being more honest with themselves and I don't think a lot enough of us do that you know so for me it's whenever I recognize traits within myself that I feel like maybe are toxic or don't work I work on them and I confront them before I touch any work because I know that if I feel like I've got a really low self-esteem today and I'm comparing myself to other people Mm. I can't go into a business meeting and say I am Lebolai the voice of marketing. We will give you this and this mm. and it's amazing. I'll be sitting there and I'll be projecting the fact that I've got a low self-esteem and people will feel it. And they'll say, mm. oh, but we don't really believe that you are this thing. We're not feeling your confidence. We're not feeling your enthusiasm. And also what happens is if you go into spaces and you self-esteem or the, whatever traits that don't work for you, people, when people ask you questions that you should be able to answer, you won't be able to answer them, you know, yeah, because you're yeah. not in the right space for yourself. So for me, successful business and successful anything with you knowing yourself, being comfortable with challenging yourself and Mm. constantly putting your personal development before anything else around you. And Mm. other ways that I tap into that is by exercising. I really love exercising. Um, 
I post about it sometimes on my social media pages, but I love exercising. It helps me de-stress. It helps me breathe. I don't think enough of us breathe, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's such a basic thing, but we're not breathing because we're so overwhelmed and so stressed and everything's happening at one time and it's overwhelming. So it helps me breathe and it also just helps me remember that the things that matter the most are not, you know, your business or the money that you have yeah. or whatever you're trying to pursue. It's your health and your mental well-being. If mm. those things aren't okay, then nothing in your life can be. Mm. yeah yeah you're so right I think like when we were talking I was just thinking to myself like everything that you're mentioning is not easy to do you know Mm -hmm. like what you were talking about when you feel like maybe today you have a low self-esteem like getting yourself into that right headspace is not easy Mm. exercising is not easy as much as you love it (laughs) tell me if I'm wrong is not easy and also i think even showing up for your business starting from the ground up you mentioned um having businesses that failed in the past and yeah can you just elaborate on what that taught you because i feel like i don't know (laughs) but if i'm like if i start a business and it fails i mean i just started my first business and yeah. I think I haven't gotten to the po- the point where I'm experiencing a lot of challenges. So everything mm. is still very comfortable. And yeah. I'm just thinking to myself, like, what would happen if I start a business and it fails and I do another one and it fails? But what have you learned in the process? And to even bounce back, I mean, you know, and, and really go full force into what you're doing now. How were you able to pick yourself up? And what have you learned from the experience of, of, of failing? You know, I think that people make failure something bigger than it is, mm. you know? I mean, when you're a baby and you're learning how to walk, walk you're not going to stop trying to walk because you've fallen the first time you tried, yeah. you know? We're always failing. That's how we're growing, from failing, just from mm. nature. Just growing up, you fail trying to do basic things like walking, <laughs> trying to do basic <laughs> things like writing, but you yeah. keep doing them until you can do them well. So we've always been people who have experienced failure in becoming what we want to be or gaining a skill that we want to gain at some point in our lives, you know? Mm -hmm. So to me, the most successful people are people who failed, but also kept used the failure to equip them with the tools they need to achieve whatever they want. You know, failure is not an event. It's a Mm. process. And the more you allow failure to embed itself in any process that matters to you in your life, I think the more successful and powerful you can be just Mm -hmm. generally, you know? So something small, like, you know, when I walk into rooms, right, I'm always in a, like, I'll find myself in a boardroom and there are all these guys and they've got like gigantic companies. (laughs) Companies have big names on, oh Lord, and you know, billboards (laughs) and stuff. And I'm this lady, I'm 29 years old. They don't know who I am but they've heard of me, right? Yeah. And um, we'll sit and we'll do a strat or something or we'll have a conversation and everybody just assumes that because I'm on social media and I call myself this thing, but they don't really know me, that I I Mm. must not have enough experience because my company doesn't have a billboard or, Mm. you know, a big building in Santon. And then when we sit there, they realize through our conversation that I actually know more than half of these people with the buildings in Santon and the billboards, right? Mm. And that the only reason why that can be true for me is because 
I'm constantly failing and I'm constantly failing and learning from my failures and I'm not afraid of it. I just keep moving whether I'm failing or succeeding to me. It's all the same thing, you Mm. know, because I'm learning through either one of them, whether I'm failing Mm. or succeeding, I'm learning through either one of them. And I think a lot of people enough time to acknowledge that they failed to themselves, Mm. feel whatever it is that they felt from the failure and then move on from it. Because it's not like, you, you know, you just fail and then you move on the next day. No, you have you fail. You acknowledge that you failed. You let yourself feel whatever you want to feel. If it takes you a week to feel it, that's fine. But feel it. Don't just ignore it. Because if you ignore mm-hmm. it, it means you're not learning from it either. Mm-hmm. So we have to give ourselves time to, you know, acknowledge our failures, feel them, and then move forward from them. But I think that we shouldn't take failure so seriously because... Yes. We failed to become the people we are. We failed to learn to walk. We failed to learn to read. We failed to learn to do everything. Mm. So, you know, why are we so scared to fail in business? Because business is just like life. It's the same thing. There are highs Mm. and lows, you know. And I was even doing an IG live the other day about failure, actually. Mm -hmm. And I was telling everybody about how my name, the voice of marketing, my tagline, the voice of marketing came about, actually. Mm. And I was saying to people, you know, every time I meet people that say to me, oh, my gosh, you speak so well. Did you do Toastmasters? You know, did you get training? Where did you learn how to speak so well? And I'm like, well, I I don't know. I think I've just been practicing for 17 years. So that's how I've learned how to speak so well. And um, when I was in grade, in junior school, I was always the girl who was afraid to do public speaking in front of my class. You know, we'd always have to do those speeches and then you get up and you speak about whatever in English class. And I was always so scared I would cry. And mm-hmm. I would cry and then my teacher would be like, okay, you know what? It's fine. You can do your speech at break or when the class isn't in the classroom. I was that girl. Mm-hmm. And I remember one day in grade six, I was like, you know what? This is going to end. When I get to grade seven, I'm not going to be the girl who can't speak in front of a class, you know? Mm-hmm. So during the school holidays, I took all my teddy bears and I put them on my bed and I would literally do speeches every single day in front of my teddy bears. Wow. And when I got to grade seven, it was time to do my speech in English class. I got up and I was, I was really nervous, but I was like, no, I'm going to do this. I've been practicing with my teddy bears for the whole break. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And I got up and I started to envision everybody as my teddy bears. Mm-hmm. And I said that speech. And for the first time saying a speech, my teacher wasn't looking away. My classmates weren't laughing at me. It wasn't an awkward situation. They were actually yeah. listening to me. And I realized that I was I, I could do this. It, you know, it wasn't so bad that I'm actually doing this. And then I went on to do public speaking in high school. And I was one of the top speakers in my school. And I went overseas for public speaking. It just became wow. something I never thought it would become, you know. Mm. And that was just because I was prepared to face my failure. Yeah. And I didn't let it define me. I actually let it empower me. Mm. And I think if we did that with our failures, we'd see so much more growth and happiness in our lives. Mm. Wow. That, oh, that's so beautiful. I like, I get goosebumps when I hear any type of punchline. Like, <laughs> what you said was just absolutely beautiful. And I love how you just like narrated the process of learning because that's exactly what it is, you know. And um, now I want to now start getting into um, like the marketing strategies for new entrepreneurs. As an in- new entrepreneur, I feel as though with a little bit of knowledge, we feel as though like, oh my gosh, I have to pay money to to get it right. 
I know when I started my business, the first thing I thought to myself was like, where am I going to get a marketing specialist? Like, I can't Mm. afford that. And I decided to do a course at Vids, an applied digital marketing course. And then after I did that, I realized that, you know, everything I learned, I could have learned on YouTube. Not that the course was (laughs) was a waste of my time. It was an investment. (laughs) But I could have learned everything on YouTube. I have learned so much from your podcast. Mm. And what would you say to somebody who's starting something new and they're like, oh my gosh, how am I supposed to market this thing? Like, I am, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to go. Like, help. I think you've raised some valid points there. And firstly, it is that, you know, so many people don't know where to access the knowledge that they seek Mm to help their businesses grow. But also, and I think this one is something I'm very passionate about, is about the value that entrepreneurs tend to uh, post or put on certain things, right? So the course that you paid for at Vits is probably five times more than a consultant that you could have paid, Mm. right? Who could have taken you through the process. But you placed a higher value on the course than you did mm-hmm. on somebody helping you in your business. And, it, you know, everybody's different. So some people will feel like if I do the course, I'll get all this knowledge. It's in my pocket, so it's mine and I can put it in my business. But some people will say, well, you know what? I'd rather have somebody help me and show me through the yeah. process of what I want, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I believe in learning as you do. Mm. So if you've seen any of my interviews or any conversations I've had online, you'll see that I talk about how much I don't believe that education actually gives us the tools that we need to succeed. You know, Mm -hmm. education doesn't teach you how to make money and it doesn't teach you how to run a business. So Mm. even though they teach you all the, the courses that you would need to know to run a business, they don't teach you how to use them to run the business. Yeah. So you just end up having this knowledge, but you don't know what to do with it. And so for me, if I have to speak to entrepreneurs and say to them, you know, where should you invest? What should you be doing with the money that you have? I'd always say invest in a consultant before you get the education for that thing. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. the consultant has the real life experience that they can plug into your business that a a degree or a diploma can't give you because Mm -hmm. it's just information. Another thing, information is ubiquitous. It's everywhere, you know, it's YouTube, it's on podcasts, it's on books, it's on news, it's everywhere. You do not need to pay for information in 2020. It just doesn't make sense when you have the internet at mm-hmm. in the palm of your hands, on your phone, and you've got social media. You, never, you don't even have to go to a website. You can mm-hmm. literally go onto Instagram. You can literally go onto Facebook or Twitter. I write threads that people have used to secure international clients. Mm. You know, but they took the time to read the thread and then implement the thread because I put it there on my Twitter. It's there. It's free for you. But people just don't want to use these tools to learn, which Mm. is a shame because if you use. So if you have a dual approach, a dynamic approach to how you learn and how you help your business, you will you will invest in both. So you'll invest in a consultant, but you also invest in learning from the digital tools so Mm. that you can also um look through the strategies that your consultant gives you and you can also tell do I like this do I not like this you can what you're being given you know Mm. so it's always good to have a dynamic approach to learning and to to building your business you should also know what the person is giving you but obviously when that person gives you that service or whatever they've just got extended experience or deeper experience but you should have some kind of a 
a, a broad knowledge about whatever you're asking help for. So that's the one thing. I just mm -hmm. urge entrepreneurs to place value on experience, people who have experience yeah. than, than degrees and diplomas because those don't help you run a business. They just, they just make you a person with degrees and diplomas. That's all. Mm -hmm. um, and then when it comes to marketing strategies, are we talking about marketing strategies for entrepreneurs? Mm -hmm. new yes. entrepreneurs new so entrepreneurs fresh yeah fresh, fresh. Mm -hmm. okay so the thing about it is right a lot of people don't actually think about the value chain before they start a business right mm -hmm. and if you look at the value chain i used to be a business management tutor in university and we did a lot of business uh chain value chain stuff and if you look at the value chain, marketing is at the beginning of that value chain when you want to start a business. And the reason why marketing is at the beginning of that value chain is because people don't understand that marketing is the process of from when you start thinking about starting a business, when you start thinking about creating your product and who your audience should be, we are from that part of the value chain all the way to actually creating the product and then accessing the markets that you need to sell to. And that entire process, marketing is literally there for the whole thing. You cannot do successful packaging without marketing in it. You cannot do successful placements without marketing in it. So I would say, contrary to popular belief, invest in marketing from the beginning because marketers will be able to tell you if your idea is commercially viable or not. Mm. You know, I get a lot of entrepreneurs, tech entrepreneurs who want to consult with me and they'll say, you know what, Lebo, I've already spent 500,000 rands building an app and mm. I don't know what to do with it. And I'm like, oh, she had 500,000 rands to build an app, but she didn't <laughs> think about who your market was going to be, how you're going to sell it, how you're going to make money from it. Those are the questions that a marketer can answer for your business. Not a finance person, not a lawyer, yeah. not an HR and marketing person. That is our job. You know, if you have a good marketing specialist on your team, I should be able to say, okay, if you want to sell tea like this and you package it like this, we can place it in spa stores in these regions because this is where your customers are going to be and you can expect to get this many sales. But that's mm -hmm. if you put marketing from the beginning of your value chain. So that's the first thing value marketing we're living in a digital age we're living in an age where the customer yeah. has got a lot of power marketing can help you penetrate all of that you mm. need marketing in the beginning and you need to value it because that's how you make the money that's how you get the money to get the lawyers and the accountants mm. if you don't have money accountants can't do anything for your business mm. if you don't have money lawyers can't really do much for your business because you're not selling anything so what is your business marketers help you make the business that's the first thing and the second thing is I would urge first-time entrepreneurs to not take things too seriously and to act very quickly, right? Because okay. you can have an idea, but if you're not executing the idea, then every time you're sitting and, and iterating and, and figuring out the risks and whatever, you're, you're figuring those things out based on a concept and not something real. You know, um, every time I do talks, I talk about the difference between a target market and your customers. So your mm -hmm. target market would be the market you intend to have, the market that you want to have, and your customers are the people who really buy your product or your service. And it's mm -hmm. the same with the business. So there's the business that you envision, and then there's the business that you actually have. There's the product that you envisioned, and then there's the product that you actually have. You can envision that you you know, you want to start a tea brand and you want to sell to ladies in Bryanston, then you put it to market and you realize that actually your greatest clientele are 16-year-old who go to Soweto, you know? Mm. So you always have to be willing to adjust, but you, you can't do that without actually testing your product in the market and seeing if 
your strategies really work, you know? So mm-hmm. I'd say test, 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 test. And also keep learning, you know, keep yeah. learning online. That's the biggest thing for small business owners who are just starting off that I'm seeing. They don't keep learning. They're literally so bogged down with starting their business that they're not actually teaching themselves new skills or even understanding the market because learning is not just about getting new skills. It's also about understanding your market, understanding yes. the players in the game, all mm-hmm. of that. Learn, guys. You need that information. It's so important and it will help you fix and introduce business much faster than you think. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Okay, wow. That is like, I mean, for anybody who is starting a new business, what you just said right there is like an open heaven of information (laughs) (laughs) absolutely i love that marketing is the foundation because i don't think we think about that you know well enough yeah um but people think it's advertising yeah they think it's like promotions so what what is the difference now i think i was listening to your first few um podcasts and podcast episodes and you you said branding and marketing are two different things and i was like Wait, yes what? they are they you are know? So, so now um, yes carry on oh sorry okay um <laughs> so that's the thing it's it's so funny and that's also why i deliberately decided to be a face for marketing or a voice for marketing mm. because i realized when i was trying to get clients that they didn't know what i was doing like i'd say marketing mm. and explain it and they still didn't understand okay what's this lady actually supposed to do what value does she really add you know you'd be surprised even on corporate they don't mm. necessarily use marketing the correct way you know mm. um but really successful businesses do apple does amazon does uh, chicken licken does you know they do it really really well so yeah. There's marketing, which is the strategic and methodology. Let me use another word. Uh, so it's, it's kind of the strategy behind getting your product or service to market and the strategy behind securing market, identifying market and creating value for stakeholders. That, mm. that is marketing, right? So that would be those four P's or six P's that you always hear people talk about, which is product, price, promotions, uh, placements, and all the rest that I can't remember right now. And that would come into strategy. So that would be me saying, if you want to penetrate women in Bryanston between this age group and this age group, uh, between these times, your pricing should be like this. Uh, Your Mm. store should be on this corner, not that corner. That's literally what marketers do, you know? So, uh, part of McDonald's marketing, for example, is where they put their stores. Mm-hmm. You know, it's part of their revenue stream, but it's also part of their marketing. They're very deliberate about where they put their stores because they know what kind of clientele they're looking for and where they want to position themselves physically on mm-hmm. on the on the ground. You know, so that's what a marketer would do for you. I am the girl who will give you your strategies. I'm the girl who will assess the strengths and weaknesses of your concepts and help you make them concepts that can concepts that can actually penetrate the right market. And mm-hmm. I can also help you understand your market, both your stakeholders as in your customers and your stakeholders as in, as in your investors. Right. Mm-hmm. And then branding is communicating all of those efforts in what people would see when they buy your product or your service. Okay. So it would be your logo. It would mm. be your copyright. It would be how we identify you, you know, chicken again with the monkey. That's part of branding now. So branding mm. can only once marketing strategy has been done. Oh, wow. So right? having a cool logo doesn't mean 
it doesn't mean anything strategy (laughs) it doesn't mean anything there's a lot of logos out there that don't mean anything you know Mm. i'm the voice of marketing i don't have a logo i don't have a logo for my podcast i don't Mm. need a logo because i'm i'm just using marketing to penetrate my audience right but if you've got really good marketing and you've got a great brand branding so you've got a great logo it makes it even more powerful and I mm-hmm. even have um, an IG live video where I speak about the difference between brand and business, you know, because I've actually said the difference between brand and marketing, because that's basically it. But I was talking yeah. about uh, Tepo the Gene Maker, for example, and he became famous because of his brand. So I remember one day, I remember the day he became famous, he tweeted something about making jeans, right, on mm-hmm. Twitter. And the tweet just went viral and they liked his brand. He had his brand, like literally logo and a, a picture of his jeans. And that thing just went viral, right? Wow. And mm-hmm. he became very famous very quickly, but he wasn't making any money or sales from his mm. jeans. He, he just had a great brand. That's it, you know? Mm. And he said it took him a long time to pivot from just having a brand to having a real business. And the reason why it took him that long is because he just assumed that having a brand would make him sales. But brands don't actually make you sales without you having the right marketing in place to make sure you can generate the sales from having a brand, you Mm. know? So that's also why I'm very passionate about differentiating myself. I'm not a person who makes a logo. There are lots Mm. of amazing branding people who are good with that, but I am not Mm. that person. I am the business behind how logos make you money. I'm the business behind how your idea makes you money. And that's why marketing is so powerful and people don't get that. And mm. if you're looking at the States, for example, they're changing it up. So all the CEOs of companies are marketers, not people who are in finance because we understand the market and we know yes. how to drive and create value. So that's the difference. Oh, wow. I just feel like my eyes have been opened to a whole new world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, can I make another point quickly? Yes, um, please. I've, I've seen that a lot of people who've just started their businesses Give mm-hmm. all of the marketing responsibilities to guys who create logos, like graphic designers. Yeah. And that's the best way to fail. Like, never, ever do that. Oh, I girl. see it's a trend. You <laughs> are talking to like, me. <laughs> <laughs> people do that all the time. And I'm like, no, that can't happen. The, that guy just only knows how to make graphics. They do not know how to create strategy for you. They don't even know how to create brand strategy. Because you still need brand strategy, you know? And they don't know how to do mm-hmm. that. It's just a graphic designer. It's like asking a baker to show you how he, you can open a, a, a baking franchise when all they know mm-hmm. how to do is to bake, it's you bake. know? Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's all they know. Don't ask graphic designers to do your marketing work. They don't know it. Who drag me? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Okay. I have one last question um, before we wrap it up. But what would you say? Would you say um, there's a difference between marketing a product and marketing a service? Or can you apply the same principle and get the same results in the same amount of time, you know? Well, um, that's a great question, actually. Thank you for that question. And I think it's important for us to actually note that there really is a difference between marketing a brand and a product. Just because when you're marketing a product, right, it's very obvious. It's a tangible thing. So people can Mm -hmm. see it. They can feel it. They can taste it. They can experience it very easily and very quickly, usually at a very low price, right? Mm. So, you know, it's easy for me to buy, even if 
Oreos are 50 bucks. It's easy for me to buy the Oreos, taste them. If I don't like them, I just lost 50 rand. It didn't take too much of my time. I was already at the shop, so it's easy, you know? It's yeah. easy for someone who owns a product to have tasting uh, sessions or tasting promotions at shops where they just have a cart and they have a bit of their product and you can taste it and people mm -hmm. can engage with the product. So it's very easy, you know, for people to understand what a product is, what it does, how it works. So it's much easier to market a product, right? But when it comes to a service, because it's intangible, you have to almost find a way to draw the service in the person's mind. And that's mm. really difficult because it takes exceptional communication, but also it takes a lot of time. And that time that you take is expensive, you know? So you mm. kind of have to spend a whole lot of money convincing people and trying to make them see that this thing is real before they even say, okay, maybe I will try to by your service and mm. even giving samples of a service is much harder than giving samples of a product you know because that would still require somebody's time two people's engagement you know so it's much harder to market a product than a ser i mean a, a service and a product mm -hmm. but there are some people who are equipped to do service marketing more than they are to do uh, product marketing you know mm -hmm. but it's just that you'll find that most new entrants to a market are usually people who have tangible products Mm -hmm. uh, especially in the FMCG space, than people who have services. So you'll find that someone like, let's say, Theo Baloy, who owns Batu, he will have Batu and then he'll become an agency because people trust his shoe. So they assume that because he can have a successful shoe, he can open a successful branding agency, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know? And, and so it's, it's just weird because it's all about people's perceptions. Yeah. And I feel really... You know, I, I have to take my hat off to people who have service businesses and are finding really creative ways to market that thing because it's very difficult. And that's mm -hmm. also why you're finding that people like me, for instance, are creating professional brands for services because mm -hmm. people don't understand what services are. So once they put a name or face to it, they feel much more comfortable trying to engage in, you know, what the service might be than if you just say, this is the service, look at how it works. They don't believe in that. Yeah. So they, they want more of the brand element to it, you know. Mm -hmm. They want your company to be a well-known company. They want your work to have won awards. They want your CEO to be famous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whereas for if you just have a product, nobody actually cares who's behind it. You mm -hmm. can just have an exceptional product and it can work. And I think, I think the biggest thing when it comes to... Um, the difference between service marketing and product marketing is the comms and people don't invest enough in the communication. Like mm -hmm. people don't understand how important communication is. It's so important, right? Cause if I'm a service business, for example, let's say I'm, a, I'm, I'm a legal firm mm -hmm. and I send you an email with whatever we offer, but I've got spelling mistakes in my email, you know, that can make your clients lose yeah. all the faith in you. They'll just lose mm. all the faith in you. But if you're selling shoes and you have spelling mistakes in your email, <laughs> nobody's going to mm. care because it just doesn't matter. I see the shoe. I want the shoe. It doesn't matter what you say around it. I'm going to buy it if I want it. Yeah. And, you know, so that's, yeah, that's the difference. But I think it's much harder to do services than product. Mm. And with your consulting, like if somebody's listening to this and they're like, okay, I want to get in touch with this woman because she just knows what she's talking about and I need help. Yeah. Um, do you help service entrepreneurs and both and, and, and product entrepreneurs? I do. So we consult for small businesses, business owners who have small business. 
we consult for small business owners who have service businesses and product businesses. Sorry, I've been speaking so much. <laughs> I just feel like they're going all over me. But yeah. Um, and what we do, because we are a very small firm and we, we, prize ourselves, we pride ourselves in being able to offer real results for our clients is that as much as you can ask me questions that you need to know in case you want to work with me, I'm also going to do the same to you because I have to mm. make sure that there's a synergy between the two of us as, you know, two businesses that could possibly be working with each other. So mm. what I look for in the businesses that I could potentially work for is the leader. So I assess what kind of person owns this business. Are they the kind of person who will make things work and grow or are they going to be very difficult for me to work with and are they not in the right headspace to make things mm. work? You know, because that's important. I mean, I can give you, anyway, we can give you the cure to Corona. If you're just not open to it, you're not going to yeah. do it. You know what yeah. I mean? So we need mm-hmm. to assess the mindset of the entrepreneur. And then I have to look at your business and the systems that you've put in place. And I have to see, is this something that we feel we can help you grow and improve? Or Mm -hmm. do we think that maybe there's another agency that can help you do this, you know? Mm Because I don't believe that I can help every single business, but I Mm -hmm. know that there are certain businesses I can help. And it's not about necessarily what they sell, but it's just about the profile matching what we know we can do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. think that's also where business is going. Don't just go to someone and assume that because they seem like they're doing great, that they can help you. It doesn't work that way. It has to match. If you meet someone and you feel like you guys don't match, don't work with them because you're going to waste your time and you're going to waste your money and there won't be any point to it. And for Mm -hmm. us, because we are a service agency, time is our greatest commodity. Time is Mm -hmm. the thing that we prize the most. So we don't have time to waste it uh, working with somebody who we can't help. And we don't have time to pretend. We have to do everything with consideration and try to create as much impact and effort, I mean, and results as we can sooner. So, yeah, we do work with small businesses. It's just I I would need someone to email me their business file, tell me what they're looking for. Then I'll be able to say, okay, yes, we can work with you or not. And we're also going to be launching a few consultations, uh, affordable consultations, for the value of, I think, between 400 and 800, depending what the entrepreneur needs. And it's literally like a doctor's consultation. So you'll come to mm. me with one problem. I'll sit with you through a 20-minute Zoom call, and I'll let you know exactly what you're doing wrong or right within that question that you're asking me. And then you can just take it from there. Because some, some businesses just need a nudge. They just need mm. one thing to be diagnosed, and then they're like, okay, cool, I can yeah, you know, so we'll, Exactly. So we're offering mm. that as well, and I'll be sharing that on my social media profile as soon as we're up and running. Okay, awesome. And where can people follow you? What is your handle? People can follow me everywhere online <laughs> at lebolion underscore SA or at lebolion mm-hmm. SA, depending on the platform. But I'm everywhere. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, mm-hmm. everywhere you can think of. I'm even on TikTok. You can follow me everywhere, <laughs> literally. Okay, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Lebo. I have the final question for you. This is the question we ask all our guests. Okay. Um, a bit of a cliche, but <laughs> I find it so interesting. <laughs> What would you say to younger Lebo, the little one who was probably afraid of public speaking or, you know, just what you introduced, who you introduced to us in the beginning of who you are, where you're from, your background? What would you say to her from where you are right now? I would say to her that you are enough and you've always been enough. You don't need to do more or be more to get the things that you want in life. Mm. Yeah, I think that's been my biggest struggle 
you know, I, I always thought that I had to be perfect, like, you know, 95%. I thought that I had yeah. to do everything incredibly perfectly or always do more just to get what I want. And then in running a business and adulting, I just realized that actually you really don't need to. Like, you can yeah. just do whatever you want to do, do it how you want to do it, offer it to people and whoever wants it will take it, whoever doesn't won't. And like, it's okay and you will still be happy mm. and you'll still be fine. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to leave us a review or a rating to let us know what you thought. Do follow us on Instagram at she knows underscore the podcast. If you would like to get in contact with Level, you can find the links to all her resources on her link tree, which is linktr.ee forward slash underscore sa.